Learning how to master a skill can change your life. Robert Greene, the best-selling author of the book Mastery, has this to say on the subject. Mastery is not a function of genius or talent. It is a function of time and intense focus applied to a particular field of knowledge. In this episode of the Doer's Journey podcast, you're going to hear the story of entrepreneur and investor Eric White. You're going to hear how Eric changed his life when he decided to master a new skill. And you'll also hear the one question that he asked himself that helped turn everything around and how you can do the same in your own life. And make sure you stick around because if you do, Eric will share with you how to turn failure into your advantage. Welcome to the Doer's Journey podcast, the podcast that will motivate and inspire you to not only be a hearer, but to start being a doer. Because you know deep in your heart that there's so much more in you. The purpose of each episode is to provide you with actionable steps that you can take to assist you in your journey towards your goals. We will have topics that are relevant to you, and you'll hear from experts and influencers that will provide you with information you can take action on. I'm your host, Carlos Frank, now let's be doers and dive into this episode. Eric, how you doing? I'm good. You doing all right? Doing fantastic, man. Thank you for joining me. So tell our community a little bit more about you. I want to hear a little bit more about your doer's journey, especially you know when it comes to learning the craft that you're learning right now when it comes to trading. So yeah, I started back in 2010-ish, 2009-ish. And it was, it was one of those journeys that I actually tried to avoid. I was doing business. I was in the mental health business um, in North Carolina, and it was pretty successful. We were a million-dollar type business, so we, we were pretty good with revenue. And I would always go to the bank and, you know, make deposits or uh, working with my business banker. And she used to always say, like, Eric, you need to get an investing. You need to invest. And I used to always say, ah, I don't know about that. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. And every time I come in, she said, Eric, I'll tell you, you need to look at that investing. You need to get in some stocks. I decided, okay, I'm gonna get in the stocks. I'm gonna I'm a look at it. Of course, back then you had to start with capital. You have to have like at least $500 minimum to start. Some accounts, $1,000 to start. Right now, you don't have to have anything to start. So it, the industry has changed. So I put the 500 up and I had bought I think it was two shares of NVIDIA Corporation. And at the time, I didn't know who NVIDIA was. I didn't know anything about them. All I saw is it cost $19 each. All right. And so I said to myself, I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy two of these. I say about a week or two went by. Stock never moved. It was still around 19 And I say maybe a month later, I went back and then we went down to $17. And I told myself, I said, see, you lose money in this stock market. I'm not messing with this anymore. <laughs> so I just left it alone. Speed up about 2013-ish, I moved to Georgia. My mom had passed away in 2012, and me and, me and her was, part, was uh, part owners in the business. So once she passed away, I just wanted to just let it all go and just start all over. So we had moved and relocated back to, uh, to Georgia. And when I got into Georgia, I decided I wanted to do a, a personal development type business and it was called Ever Powerful. And I was going to get my business account set up with that. And it's funny, when I was getting my business account set up, the lady in front of me, she said, you should start day trading. You should get into stocks. 
And it's like the second time somebody really said this. But no I'm thinking, signs. I'm like, nah, I already, this ain't for me. I like, I already lost a couple dollars on this. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, then I started doing some contract work. And one of the supervisors that was over me, she said, Eric, my best friend trades stocks. I think we need to look into stocks. We need to, and it would just kept coming, coming, and coming. And then finally, my friend was like, Eric, check it AMD. Check it AM, AMD stock, advanced micro devices. I think you should buy it. I said, okay, I'm going to buy it. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get serious. I went in, AMD was $2.37. I bought, I took uh, uh, some of my tax returns and had bought some of that stock. But in the midst of me looking at AMD, the site would give you relatable type in, um, companies that related in the same industry. And lo and behold, the video shows up. And I said, Oh, I remember that stock. I had bought that. So now just think that it's years, years has passed since I left that $19 stock alone. Mm-hmm. Do you know I went in, I had to reset my password. I forgot everything, right? I went in, the stock was 180 something dollars a share. Oh, wow. Now tell me, me tell me you still had it, Eric. No, 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 no. Yes, no, I did. I did. Okay. okay. So, but I only remember I, got, I only had two though. Right, right. <laughs> So, so, so I said to myself, I said, back then we were making six years a year, just ridiculous amount of money. I was like, if I would have just focused on this and actually took it serious, I probably would have changed my financial, you know, family, you know, uh, outcome, you know, it would have been drastic. You know, we were doing great, but that would have been just mind boggling. And I said to myself, I was like, I missed it. I said, but what if I focused? What if I focus? And that's one of the main things as we talked today is about that focus. I said, if I focus, I probably could have did a lot better. And so with advanced micro devices, I decided to hold it. I did sell that one early too. I sold that one around $8.50. And as today, as we talk, it's $55 a share. Nice. All right. So I got it at $2.37, but I sold it $55. But this is just being raw. And not understanding the markets, not I, I didn't know no trends, no technical analysis or anything. Was just this was just I guess you want to call it pure luck, and I just happened to fall into a good stock, and it did well. But like I told you, that forced me to say, hey, I need to take this serious. Now you're taking it seriously. It's around what 2013 now. So what was mm-hmm. your your first step into going in and just really starting to learn how to trade and how how to invest? So my very first step was I did a pivot. Remember I told you I would start out with a personal development type company. Okay, I was looking to start a blog. I wanted to write some empowerment type books on relationship dynamics. I had I got a relationship coaching certification, bereavement coaching, life coaching certification. So I was trying to go into that route, right? All right. But I said to myself, I fell upon a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And when I read that book, I had to ask myself, what is the one thing that if you do it and you focus on it and you do it so well, that it will make everything else easy. And I was like, investing. I want to make investing my one thing so that if I do it well enough, it will open up many other doors and then I can do the things that I wanted. Eric, Eric, say that again for the person that's listening to this. 
because that's an excellent book, The One Thing. Say, say that quote again about focusing on the one thing. If you focus on one thing and you do it well enough, how impactful will it be that it, would it take care of everything else in your life? And that's, it's sometimes we avoid that one thing that if we know if we do it well and we do it with fidelity, we'll be able to position ourselves to do things in life that we never thought we could have. And it'll open up so many other doors. You think of Michael Jordan, his one thing was what? Basketball. If he didn't do well in basketball, he wouldn't be the entrepreneur and um, global brand that he is. You take Oprah Winfrey, she focused on her, that talk show. She did that well enough, now she's a, a, a conglomerate in many things. So. I tell people, focus on that one thing first and then branch out instead of be trying to become a jack of all trades at the beginning and become a master of none. So you have to master something. So I told myself, what is one way to force me to focus and was for me to pivot and create an investment holdings company? I went back in, I changed my name from Ever Powerful LLC to Zayas Capital. A lot of people don't know what Zayas means, Z-E-A-S, Zayas. It stands for Zayden, Eric, Asia, and Shemaya. My oldest son named Eric, so we both have the E. That is all of our initials. So that's what come out of Zayas. A lot of people don't know. And like I said, Zayas Capital. And what is our mission in our family? It's for us to create a holdings company to hold assets so that we can build family legacy, okay? So by me, pivoting and creating that particular LLC, it forced me to say, this is your business now. Focus on this particular business and build it out and do it correctly. And so that was one of the ways that forced me to focus to say, now that if anybody come to me and say, Eric, why don't you try this business? Eric, why don't you try this new venture? If it doesn't come back to that one thing, then it becomes a distraction. And so I had to practice saying no, 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 no and make sure I stick to the core values of what we really wanted as a company. That's good, man. Let's talk about that one thing some more. I'm so glad you brought that up. One reason I believe Eric and I, why I started following Eric is just our energy on so many things was the same. And I could tell by the books he reads, just, you know, the one thing is a powerful book. So let's talk about that, Eric, especially when it comes to mastering a skill. Cause I don't know if you've ever ran into it, but the person, you know, that's listening to this right now might think like I used to think, you know, I got to, if I only listen or look at one thing right now, I'm going to miss out on all these other opportunities that yeah. are over here. So that's let right. me learn A, B, C, and D instead right. of being just the person that's focused on A. Talk a little bit more about that. Cause you didn't mention it, but go a little deeper into that. Right. So a lot of us, we want to we wanna rush the process, but that's just not how it works. Anything that's great is going to take time. And the main ingredient for that is failure. And a lot of times we will want to speed through the failure process and get to the success. But like you say, when you start with the first part, part A, are you proficient to move on to part B? Because if you're not proficient to move on to part B, then you need to stay at A. And I'm going to break it down to you. For anybody who's in the fitness, and especially if you understand how um, an athlete that's, um, I guess, like a bodybuilder, they're more cosmetic, and then you have a football player, they're more performance-based. They both are great at what they do. But with football players, they have to use something called progressive overload. 
meaning that if you have a, a workout that says that you have to do three sets of 10 on the bench press, and let's say for, for, for simple reasons, we're just doing 225 pounds on the bench press. If you get the two, the first two sets, you did, you did all of, you did all the 10 reps. If you got to the third set and you failed at eight reps, you do not move up and wait until you get 225, three sets of 10. So that means next week when you come at the lift, you have to keep 225 on the bar and you have to get all of them for three sets of 10. Then once you get it, what do you do? Now you add on 10 pounds. Now you have to get what? 235 for three sets of 10. The thing is with progressive overload is it makes sure that you would never go up to the next level if you're not prepared. It, it will force your body to say, hey, you didn't get that. You didn't get three sets of 10. You get, it doesn't matter if you got the first two sets of 10. It's the workout is three sets of 10. And so let's bring it back into our life. And if you hold yourself accountable and to say, this is how much I want to, to give or receive per month. Or this is, and, and you do not meet that particular goal, you go back and you say, how can I tweak it? What can I do better? Am I eating better? Am I reading the right books? Am I purging my, um, my social media uh, platform to where things are distracting and it's not feeding my soul? You have to own and you have to have that checkbox. Those checkboxes like, hey, am I ready to move on to the next phase? Did I do what I said I was going to do before you move on? And I think adults have an issue with starting over. They think it's failure. And we want to fail, but they think it's the type of failure where they can never recoup, never recover. So talk about that, Eric, because mm -hmm. you, you said earlier something about, so as we're mastering a new skill, and again, for you that's listening to this, you know, it might be the skill of learning, becoming a master trader, maybe becoming a master musician, you might be learning a new, a new language or whatever it is. You said something, Eric, you said the failure process. And a lot of people don't like that word failure and failing forward, as John Maxwell said, and thinking, hey, if I don't go from step one to step seven in 30 seconds, I'm a failure. So talk a little bit about how you move past or not even move past, but move through the failure process as you were mastering trading or anything else that you've mastered in your life. It's a recognition of how bad do you want it? Mm. It's also being accountable. OK, we have an issue, especially as adults, if you sit around, you can talk to anyone and a lot of people will talk about their dreams. They talk about what they want. But when you peel back those words and got to the root of the person, you can look at their steps and, and their actions. You can say, well, what steps have you been making to actually make that a reality? What have you been doing? And when you get to that point, then you will see that there was no accountability. All right. So that's one key reason why you have to surround yourself with people who will hold you accountable, who expect more for you. But at the same time, you have to hold yourself accountable because you have to look in the mirror and you have to say, wait a minute, am I shorting myself? And that's why it's good to have a faith, maybe a higher power, whatever your religious belief is. Hey, you're representing a higher power as well, too. What's your accountability? OK, you look at God and you say, well, I want to be held accountable. And when you're held accountable, the blessing is the failure. The failure is the tool to hold you accountable. But some people do not see it as a tool of accountability. 
they see it as a tool of maybe being chastised, as a tool to remind them that they're not worthy, that they're not good enough. And what happens is our previous life conditioning, our subconscious conditioning for our childhood, where we feel like we was never enough, we, was, we could never succeed, and, and failure may always arise, you know, arose in our life. When that comes, we don't understand it. It was never meant to destroy us. It was always meant to hold us accountable and to bring out the best in us. And so when we're faced with failure, it's our higher power coming in and saying, all right, Carlos, Eric, what you going to do now? How are you going to respond to this? Because the way you respond and the way you figure it out, that is where the success is being built. That is where your character is being built. So I already, before I even start anything, I already say to myself, hey, fail fast. Let's get this over with. Let's, let's go. I gotta, we got to fail fast. Don't delay your failure. Because if, if you delay failure, you're going to delay success. The people listening to this or the person listening to this now, I hope you're taking notes. That's one of the biggest thing with TDJ community. One thing I always teach you guys is make sure you're taking notes. Of course, right now, Eric's just dropped so many golden nuggets here, motivational stuff, but make sure you're taking notes on what you can take action on. And Eric, you know, talked about, you know, failing fast. One thing that came to my mind, Eric, while you were talking is, you know, failure is feedback and you know you remember back in college yeah. you know we'd be watching film and your your coach would be talking to you yeah and they wouldn't of course you'd watch the highlights and the good stuff but what they'd really right. look back on is hey eric look at what happened right here so maybe you something didn't happen a play didn't go right he'd say hey look at this if you would have taken this step to the left instead of going to the right Next right. time when you do that or you face that situation, the outcome's going to be different. So if we look at failure as feedback, or one of my favorite terms is feedback or failure is a gift. So, right. you know, we don't get offended when, when we hear it and things like that, especially when right. we're learning a new skill. We think, I don't know about you, Eric, but, you know, I, I was learning how to trade and going into things. And, and sometimes I'd be like, man, you know, I just lost some money. So I must, this must not be cut out for me versus right, right. I could have taken a look at it and said, hey, now I've just learned one way not to do it. And right. that's the feedback that I'm getting back right now. So let's talk about this, Eric. Uh, let's do a little, and I feel like I know what your answer is, but I want to hear it from you. Tell right. us what you believe as you've mastered this skill uh, of trading and other things you've learned how to master. What do you believe your doer superpower is? What's one trade or skill you really feel like that you've been able to leverage as you've learned new skills, as you've been able to focus on one thing um, at this point in your life? It's funny. When you ask that, sort of like my answer sort of changed midway. I thought I was going to say something and, and it just popped in my head. I'm going I'm to go with this. And it's funny. It's, I think it's the fact that I have not mastered anything yet. If you think of like Kobe Bryant, the Mamba mentality, the greats of the world, they always were striving to get better. They never got complacent. So I'm going to go with non-complacency. I've had a business that made 1.3 million and it's all gone. Every last one of it. So when people say, hey, if I make this type, if I win the lottery, if I get this type of money, man, I'm going to be set. I'll never have to worry about money. That's not true. It's because 
your character is not developed, if you don't have a developed character to be able to handle what's, what's to come, that failure of me losing that much money and blowing through things showed me there were certain things I was not prepared for. When my mother died, before she died, I think she had like almost a $2 million life insurance policy as well. But because we went through a financial shift, she let it lapse. I thank God to this day, I did not receive $2 million insurance policy after my mom's death. It's because the same mindset that blew through the 1.3 would have just blown through that as well. Matter of fact, we probably wouldn't even be having this podcast. We wouldn't even be talking, you know. I had to start over. I had to go to zero. No one knows the story of when I had to go into Dollar Tree and only had $3 to my name. No one would know that. Three And this was in 2015, Carlos. Wow. $3 in my name. This was the and this was the year before I got into AMD. This is three dollars in my name, looking to get a meal. And out of that three dollars, you can only buy two items because I literally only had three dollars, which <laughs> means you gotta have taxes, right? right <laughs> so right. I still can only get two. And guess what I got? Noodles and pasta sauce. And that's what my family ate for dinner. Sometimes you feel like you cursed. You feel like, man, I can't get a break. It's just like it's just one thing after another. I mean, a lot before I lost my mom, we had lost. We lost two houses. We lost all of our cars. We, everything was moved upside down. And then as I started to get some relief, then I get the news my mom died. And then just everything just come crashing down. I know a lot of people hearing this be like, man, I don't want to go through that. I don't want to. Nobody does. We don't. You know, if being an athlete, nobody wants to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go running and, and pound their body. We don't want to, but we know that's what has to be done to build us to get us prepared for the game. And it's the same thing. If you may look at my life and say, well, he has it all together. You're like, no, that, you're more like the fan. You see the entertainment side. You see the glorious side. You don't see all the sweat, the tears, the, the doubt, feeling like a failure, but also getting back up and facing it and saying, I'm not quitting. I'm not, I'm not quitting. I, I showed guys just last week, I lost almost 60% of my uh, trading account on a on $50 challenge account. I'm not supposed to make those mistakes. But what people don't realize is at every level, a pro or a, a guru or whatever, they still make some mistakes. But you have to be what? Held accountable and know that there's always room for improvement. But I, I like the way you uh, said that about superpowers. And I believe everybody on this earth got a superpower. It doesn't have to be what we think about with Marvel and stuff like that. But like every hero that has a superpower, they also have a weakness, but they also admit to their weakness and they try to work through it. You know, if Kryptonite is Superman's, there also has been situations where Superman had to use his intellect to get out of situations. You just can't use brute force. It's things that where Batman, you were stripped from your gadgets. <laughs> you still had to, you had to use, you know, your wits. That's good. And Eric and I talked prior to this podcast and we were messaging back and forth and it would have been easy for me to bring Eric on and say, hey, man, let's let's talk about trading. Let's talk about fundamentals and right. analytics and, and let's talk about moving averages and all that. But I know there's power on the mental 
side of, of learning right. a new skill. And I believe that that's something that Eric has mastered and a, a reason I wanted to bring him on because I, I've just watched him and he's been very transparent. And as we wrap this up, Eric, I also want people to know where they can find you. I've been watching Eric do this thing. It's a $50 challenge where he's growing a, an account from $50 up to what, what's your goal, Eric? $20,000? 20,000. Right. And so I've watched him do that and he's been very transparent with it. And so Eric, as we're wrapping up here, tell people the best place they can connect with you at. So I'm on Facebook. Um, look for the group called Inspired Trading. Um, also, of course, I'm Eric White on there as well. So you can send a friend uh, request. I will be building out a website. So I have inspiredtrading.com. Uh, it's not complete, but it should be complete within a month or so. I know a lot of people are asking me whether or not I'm going to do a course. And so what I've decided, and, I, and I've been sticking by, by this, I do believe in, I'm a, I'm a giver. And so the information, things I give out, I, I feel like I'm not in the business of, oh, I want to charge people or give you know, a ridiculous price or whatever. So I'm, I'm freely giving out you know, the information on trading. And because I know the journey itself is hard enough, it's more than just technicals. It's just the mental. The mental is the number one. It's the psychology. You can have the greatest strategy in the world, but if, you don't, if you're not plugged in it's psychological, it doesn't matter. We all know as football players that the coach can give us the greatest strategy in the world to beat an opponent, but if your head is not in the game and you don't believe in yourself, it's useless. So it's, to me, the strategies is not really all about the strategies. The strategies, you can go on, you go on Facebook, you can go on Facebook, but on, on the internet, you can find all the same strategies for free. You got some people who packages it up, sell it for thousands of dollars for people to get in the same thing. And those same people could go on to, to, to not be successful in it, whatever. It was never about strategies to begin with, all right? It, it's about your mentality to get the psychology back. So that's one of the things why I call inspired trading. It's, the inspiration is coming to show you that, hey, you could be inspired to get in it because a lot of people don't do investing or anything in the financial industry because they, don't, they lack the understanding of it. They think it's difficult. They don't think that they can do it. But I want to inspire people to let them know they do it. And what, if, you if you notice, like I said, I started Ever Powerful, but I'm, mer I'm merging them and basically using the platform to still inspire people, to still speak life into people, let them know, hey, you can, you can do it. My number one thing is to say that I, I, didn't, I didn't want to create this platform for me to say, Hey, I'm doing this because so, it's about me, me. I want, I want to, you know, make all this money for my family. Like, no, I, the first thing is how can I serve? How can I add value to other people's lives? Like I said, I done made a lot of money in life. I know what it's about. The money don't bring me happy because when I made that 1.3 million, I also was going through a period of depression. You know, I had a lot of major concussions. I had a, um, a lot of people don't know I have a, uh, I have a hormonal dysfunction to where my hormone levels they go they out of whack. So I have to take treatments to elevate them. So that means that my, my testosterone, my, my depression levels can go very low. So I have to take things to help minimize it. So during that time, it was a condition that I didn't really know about. So imagine, Carlos, you're making $25,000 in a week and you still like, eh. <laughs> you're mm -hmm. like, ah. Like, I, I, that, that just didn't bring me, I, it, it didn't, you know? And so, um, you know, going through all that and, and getting to a healthy state, being around my family and stuff like that, helping people, being around friends, I think that's very important to let people know, even though Aspired Trading is getting people prepared to learn how to make money in the markets, it's still about 
understanding it's more to life about money. It's 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 more to it. You got a YouTube channel as well, right? Inspired trading. Oh yeah, it's inspired trading. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube. All the information is it's already out there. Maybe some people have a hard time finding it. So my job is gonna be to find that information and give it to them. And I have uh, and all the videos that's on there is actually my trading strategy that I use. All right. I think I may just slow some down and give them a process to think through so they can see from one end to another. But what they realize is that when you um like as a, as a, as a football player, me being a defensive, uh, being a linebacker, we may have a game plan. But if the offense come out and something that we haven't seen, we always check the base. If 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 the offense do something, if we got a play that's called, but the offense come out in the formation that will make us vulnerable, we'll check out of it. It's the same thing when I look at the chart. I can look at a chart and I can immediately see a formation and I'm gonna say, okay, well, what is the so-called best defense or the best offense against that formation? Mm-hmm. Once you get good, you know that. Even if you just knew one strategy, if you look at the chart and you say, all right, I don't understand that formation and my strategy wouldn't work against this, don't take the trade. That's where the discipline comes in at. You don't have to take the trade. You stick with what with your strategy. If your strategy just does not so show up for two days, you don't trade for two days. And when it does, you take advantage of it. You're not forcing anything. That's because you're mastering what? Your one strategy. That's what I'm telling people. Master one thing. Master one strategy. Do it well so that when you start to do anything else, it makes it easier. So now once you master that one that one strategy, you can then what? Add the second strategy. Master, you add the third. And then before long, you can open up any chart and you can say, oh, that's a head and shoulders pattern. All right, once we break this neckline, we're going bearish. What's our downside targets? Oh, measure from the head down and shoulder, boom, that's it. It's, it, it, it's quick, all right? You, you, you take an elite quarterback, oh, two safety look, corners press, look like they're in the cover two. Matter of fact, let's send a, a motion. Oh, motion in, that's how they adjust it. Now I know they're really probably in cover three. Was it, you, never, you see him saying it, a, a small kid, it's an elementary kid, uh, elementary school wouldn't be able to recognize that. And that's fine. The, the kid that's in elementary school playing pop one football, you do the best you can at your level and you dominate at your level and you do what you do. If it's one play that you run in elementary school, which is the toss play, <laughs> if it works, it works. Keep doing it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Keep doing right. that one until, thing. Until you start getting against a better opponent that gives you a different look and start shutting it down, then what do you say? I now have to learn a new strategy because this one wasn't working against this type of team, this type of trading pattern. This wasn't working. So what do I need to do? And then somebody comes in and say, oh, the reason why they were stopping your sweep is because, oh, you was running it in, into the strength of the defense. Or why don't you fake, fake the toss and throw a wheel route, catch them off. So same thing with a, 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 tra- a, a pattern on the chart. Oh, I wasn't supposed to be doing this. I need to go to what? A higher time frame. Oh, now this makes sense. Now I see where the trade is going. So I wait for the counter to close here, and then I take the trade here. I think that's a great place for us to end, Eric. You you brought this thing back full circle, talking about that one thing. So for the person listening to this, I definitely you want to go back and listen 
to Eric's stories, what he talks about, how mastering a skill, looking at your doer superpower, his being, you know, not being complacent, always being hungry, being relentless, and just whatever skill you're learning right now, it could be trading. And as you could hear from Eric, he has energy around that. He has knowledge around that. So definitely connect with him on Facebook. Look him up as Eric White or look for Inspired Trading Group. I've watched his group grow from like 50 to now to over 630, I think 635 people as of today when I was in there. And it's probably going to be, it's going to be over a thousand here soon as people, you know, hear this podcast and then also look at his YouTube uh, account. Eric is a very giving person, as you heard him here. And he's giving away stuff that a lot of people are selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he's very transparent. So if you're somebody that, that is wanting to, you know, learn about trading, definitely connect with Eric there. So Eric, I just want to say thank you, man, for coming on this podcast. And I definitely do see us having more interviews, talking about some more things, even around trading and just more about this mentality when it comes to learning a new skill. TDJ family, thank you for listening to this podcast. Go out there, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be hearers, go out there and be doers. Thank you for listening to the Doer's Journey podcast. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and search the Doer's Journey podcast and we'll connect there. And also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. By leaving us a rating, you let us know how we can help you on your Doer's Journey and you also help other people find this podcast. Now go out there, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be a hearer, go out there and be a doer.